0: <laughs> You're so naughty. Oh,
1: oh. I'm getting grief because we've got a coffee machine in here and I turn it on when people are on the phone and it makes a grinding sound.
0: It's really, really It loud. is almost as
2: loud as your booming tones.
1: Yes, but it's nice coffee and I want to have some coffee. Oh, so you
2: boomtastic. At the expense of Boom everyone tone. else at the office. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, sometimes you just need coffee and to be- Jesus with everybody else. Mm.
2: Yeah. Are, you, are you using this on the uh, on the actual podcast? That's the plan. Oh, OK.
0: Oh, I would have been a bit more jovial had I oh. done that.
2: <laughs> OK, should we go? Yeah. You're
3: listening to The Real Reading Podcast.
2: We apparently live in a society where people who go to festivals need to be told that putting their sleeping bags down the toilet is not a, not a very good idea.
0: Have you ever watched that programme, uh, Hunted, on Channel yes. 4? Yes, that was brilliant. you see brilliant. the yes. one where yeah. the guy came out of Reading Station yeah. and
2: chased him all through Reading yeah. all along the canal and eventually caught
0: him running yes, down. Yes, that was brilliant. Hello.
1: Hello. I'm Hugh Fort. I'm Rachel Nemeth. And I'm Tom Canning. Welcome to episode 71 of the Real Reading Podcast. This week's guest is Brian Moynard, the landlord of the Retreat Pub. Um, you in a pub again.
0: Uh, I know.
1: I know. Horrible, eh? Oh.
0: It's a hard life.
1: I know. Obviously, we had Kate Winslet mentioned on the show last week in our uh, off the cuff quiz that Rach uh, dreamt up, uh, But specific, and specifically where she went to school. Uh, can either of you, though, tell me the connection between Reading's Oscar winner and the pub? Yes. Rach, do you know? Do you not know this?
0: I don't. Where's the retreat? Uh,
1: that's the one that is down in sort of East Reading towards. What's this road it's on, you. Don't know. Don't know. It's near the Lindhurst.
0: Oh, okay. Off right. There. Okay. Uh, no, I don't know the Hugh, connection. tell us the uh, stop I'll rubbing the guess. microphone against you. She your had her 18th birthday party there. No.
2: Her mother used to win the pickled onion making competition there.
0: What.
1: Uh, and she on her first Oscar-winning speech, she um, she mentioned the Reading Evening Post who sent a photo of her of the front was it the front page with her mum winning winning the pickled onion contest. It was mentioned in her first Oscar-winning speech, which was great as well. So that's the uh, connection. We got a
0: little shout out. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. Back when
1: the Oscars.
2: Yeah. yeah at back the Oscars.
1: The I think she said, this "Well, well, Reading Evening Post, here's your next front page," oh. which was great. So. <laughs> um, We've still got Rachel's fact of the week and the latest fort explains it all, which this week is about Hugh.
2: The ongoing saga of the third bridge over the River Thames.
1: Just in case anybody is wondering why I'm speaking slightly fast on a slight deadline today because um, I need to go and do something else. Something
0: afterwards. more important than this? Well, yes,
1: yeah, actual work. Rude. So I know.
0: mean, Hugh could have freestyled on our own.
1: Yeah, but you don't know how to work it. No, that's true. <laughs> um, meantime, here's Jeremy with how you can get in touch with the show
3: get in touch with the team. Find us on Twitter at Real Reading Pod and search Facebook and Instagram for Real Reading Podcast. You can also email getredding at reachplc.com.
1: Thank you, Jeremy. Uh, We are obviously a bit pubby at the moment uh, and that's going to continue for at least another week. Um, I got behind the bar on Saturday. i posted you all a message oh, of this on whatsapp i got behind the bar at double barrel brewery on saturday uh, which was great uh, big fan of on. that place um well
0: have they I, hired you
1: uh no i sort of volunteered so okay. um quite a while ago i said if they were short sure and they needed some help i might go along and give them a hand uh and i was called up finally called up uh it was very busy uh, and I was the best glass collector that anyone has ever seen. I Whoa. did get to pull my own pint later though, which was excellent.
0: I, I assume it was payment in pints. Uh, yes, just yeah. a just a
1: couple, which was just nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had such a sore head on Sunday morning. I would just advocate to any kids listening: don't drink
0: <laughs> ever,
1: ever. <laughs> it's bad. But it was a great. It was a lovely day. Uh, they had they had some food there. They had, I think, it was the Clay's Hyderabad kitchen. Were there, so they had some some street food. fantastic what a lovely day it was it was really sunny as well so do
0: they have tables and stuff outside yeah all sorts
1: of yeah tables and stuff outside and there's a little patch of grass which you can sit on albeit it does have portman road running alongside Mm. it so it's not Mm. ideal but you everybody makes the best of it and it was a real real good real nice day and i had a lovely time
2: good Except the next morning when you had a horrible hangover. Yes, and
1: sort of still Monday as well. But, oh um, dear, you're at that one, age, are you? <laughs> yes, yeah, sadly, sadly. Did
0: you have three pints that night?
1: Yeah, just did just you? possibly three and a half. They were, oh, yeah. Gosh. But it's it's good, it's great. I can thoroughly recommend going down to. Is that to their anybody.
0: permanent home? Is it? Yes,
1: their yeah. permanent home. Yes, uh, and we did briefly discuss with them uh, about doing a long suggested live show that we were talking about doing a while ago. Oh, down there yeah. so that might be that might be quite oh, a good space to go fun. and do that so stay tuned for that if i can ever convince these two to come along and do it then we will
0: is it on the on the bus route is it on the 17th
1: uh no it's almost on the 17th it's on it's basically off it portman road
0: yeah so you can get off on the oxford Road. yeah and then and just walk Wix across and walk yeah through. yeah take a couple of
1: sounds minutes. good um so uh, thank you for that thank you for listening to me I don't know why I have. I write on this script every week. It says, thanks, guys. And I hate saying thanks, guys. So I'm going to change it next week. Okay. Um, in the meantime, it's time for Rach's Fact of the Week.
3: Reading Fact of the Week. Fact
1: of the Week time, Rach. Uh, Rach, I want to apologise. The last few weeks, I have started calling it Rachy's Facts of the Week. Fact, no. Not facts. That's a very different fact of the week. Don't um people. No, you don't. And no. Um, for some reason, I've started calling it Rachie's Fact of the Week, and I don't know why I've never called you Rachie. It was always Rach. So.
0: You, um, you do call me that. Maybe.
1: Sometimes. So, yeah. Okay.
0: Friends' kids call me that. So <laughs> I, wasn't, I was never offended by it. Okay. Yeah, What's your fact? Fine. Well, quite conveniently, uh, and this is just a coincidence, that I'm going to talk about the Thames as well. So then that will lead nicely on into Hugh Ford it is explains it all. like we plan it we didn't <laughs> not even slightly <laughs> well i just i was trying, sort of thinking about things that are on in the area um around this time so it's the reading thames festival what if our on.
2: question later is what's your favorite river <laughs> that would just from, true true
0: um yeah it's the reading thames festival is so it next weekend 26th to the 29th of september so that's various acts performing in various venues around the town um, so I thought I would just give some fun facts about Thames seeing as it is quite a massive focal point of the town uh, so I'm going to go quiz theme again
1: just to okay. okay, just just a little bit. Can we just say just to avoid um, suggestions of bias? Yeah. we will do a facts of the week on the Kennet next week. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> don't want the to, I, d- I really, I don't that, want I mean, the Kennet is I, my favourite. River. I don't want the Kennet lovers calling me up saying mm-hmm. you never focus on the Kennet. All you do is talk about the Thames. Well, you know, fine. Sorry, okay. right. Let's go okay. quiz time.
0: Right, how long is it? What? How is the Thames? Oh, the Thames.
2: Um, <laughs> Five hundred <laughs> miles
0: you
2: it's how long is the Thames it goes yeah. it, he's going to work say, it out mathematically I would though. say it's quite long
0: if that is the correct <laughs> answer <Yeah. laughs> it is uh, 215 miles
1: ok so I win so by long. virtue of actually
2: putting a number on it you I do. win you get a point there thank you um,
0: so but if
2: I had states? put a number one on it I would have said that so <laughs> I <laughs> think I should get a point as well
0: ok uh, where does it originate what's the source Bracknell Bracknell is the centre of everything normally yes normally but not this time I'm hoping
1: I win this by virtue of putting an actual place down again
0: <laughs> he was just going to say somewhere <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: somewhere in the south of England or possibly the not in the south of England well honest.
1: done how on earth did you work that out yeah oh,
2: well, it's better than Bracknell
0: uh, is that your answer no
2: What's I your answer? My answer is, I don't know.
0: Okay. <laughs> it's a place called Kemble in Gloucestershire. Oh.
2: Well, Bracknell's got a K
1: in it, so I win again.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I said the south of England. That's, that's <laughs> the southwest of England. So it so. runs oh.
0: from Kemble in Gloucestershire, okay. obviously, all the way through our beloved beloved town, all the way out to the Thames Estuary, South End. Um,
1: who's getting that point, Rach?
0: Um... I think neither. I think neither. <laughs>
1: probably... I think yeah, our readers
2: so. are quickly learning that neither of us know anything about the River Thames at all.
0: So this was quite cool, that it's taken 50 million years for the, the Thames to be formed as we know it today. And originally, when it first started to be formed, um, the UK was joined on to Europe.
1: Okay, topical.
0: Yeah, so... <laughs> like physically joined yes. rather than politically. <laughs> and... Uh, it originally flowed from the mountains in Wales all the way through and then flowed into Europe as well, into the oh, waterways wow. of Europe, which is quite cool. Is I there a question here? No. Oh, okay. No, that was oh, right. Me, oh. merely a f- sorry, though. No. That was the quiz okay, over. All right. <laughs> no. Who won? Who won? <laughs> okay. uh, we'll go back. Uh, how fast does it flow? In miles per hour? Uh, because I'm not a knots kind of person.
2: 10. How fast does water flow? <laughs> um, Depends
1: if it's going downhill or not.
2: Yeah, true, yeah. Uh,
0: I suppose this I, is uh, like an average speed. I've
2: got the faintest idea. Okay.
1: Hugh, if you can if you learn nothing off the first answer, just say a number <laughs> yeah. and you might win.
2: Four.
0: Five. Oh. Five miles an hour. He's clawed
2: it right back. Well, actually, well I was, I was actually pausing for time while I worked out the maths.
0: What's the uh the deepest bit in reading in feet?
2: Oh, um
1: where or how deep? No, how deep. Oh, uh I don't really know how deep a foot is. Um
0: about this big. That
1: big. Yeah. Okay. Uh great audio. Ten. Guys. q Thirty.
0: It is 30 oh. <gasps> It's like you read my notes. You
1: can see them, I'm sure. And I, I so can't see them, and that was a complete
2: guess.
0: <laughs> These little bits of facts come from the fact that there used to be a Lido. I know there's a, a Lido, Lido, however you say it. I know there is one by the lock now, but there used to be one where you actually swam in the river many moons ago. Um, so the average temperature.
1: 10 degrees.
2: Cold.
0: 8 degrees centigrade. <sighs> 2,
2: 2. Did you not know the definition for cold is eight degrees? I would (laughs) not. You really need to brush up on your science.
1: (laughs) Uh,
0: Okay, and finally, where does it get the name from? Uh, Well, I will tell you. Okay, good because that was going to take. Scratching your heads. Uh, So it comes from the first bit is the Latin word "tam," which means wide. Okay. And then the second half is S Isis, Z. which means water. Oh, okay. So it's wide water, and I think I'm sure my best friend used to live in Tam Tamisis' house in a place called Tamis's house. Oh, oh I see, yes. Yeah. So there you go. That is the original. Makes sense. Name that does make sense. For it. There you go.
2: Well, that is lovely. Thanks. For we had a a something we had, had a, a house at aim? my old school called Isis before the name was somewhat tainted. Um, yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's a, um, it was red. a
0: housing development by the river down one of the sort of dead-end streets opposite Aldi that's called Isis House, Yeah, which I'm sure when it was named that... It
1: is it Isis is the god of... Having, I've watched a fair bit of Downton Abbey lately. and then
0: um,
1: <laughs> Yeah, Isis is the name of the dog, and it's one of the Greek gods Is called Isis.
0: He must be water-related. Possibly. Could yeah. have been the god of water.
1: I'll check. Check feedback possibly. next
0: week but yeah so the main aim is did you learn something there yes about i learned i learned a lot
1: I a, he knows nothing
0: so yeah. i've got a blank canvas with him <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> i could tell it's him true. anything it's not <laughs> one of my
2: strong areas all i know is that is da- david walliams got quite ill from swimming in the Thames. oh yeah you wouldn't want to
0: drink it no i was th- like when yeah. the weather's really hot and you see loads of kids jumping in off the bridges at first i think now I think like a mum like what if a boat came under oh yeah and also if you swallowed any yeah. of it
1: I'm sure most of yeah. it's all right someone will come on and tell us it's all all right but I'm sure most of it's fine
0: Do you reckon even well, just I don't know. like goose poo I is don't know really enough. do I
2: So I wouldn't get in So there. our our learning today is not to drink river water just about yes yeah.
1: Okay. Uh if you've got a fact for us, send us a tweet at Real Reading Pod with it and we'll take we'll get Rachy to take a look. We'll get Rach to take a look. Um and we will be back with Kenneth Facts next week. Yeah. She's yeah, nodding, yeah, yeah. so we'll do okay. Kennet Facts next week. Um that's the end of part one. In part two we will join Hugh for Fort Explains It All.
3: This is Fort explains it all.
1: Welcome to part two. Uh, time for Fort explains it all, where we vaguely attempt to get Hugh to speak into a microphone while telling us something useful. Hugh, what are we talking about?
2: We've only had the microphones for a couple of weeks. I'm still getting used to
1: it. Okay, you, we had the previous microphone for 68 weeks, and you never quite managed to get
2: used to that. So. I'm a slow learner. I've reached the age where, if I have to learn anything, I forget something I can already do, and so I'm very keen to not forget how to walk. Your okay. head is full. Yes, <laughs> yes, it's one in, one out, <laughs> it's like a busy nightclub.
1: So the Thames Bridge Hugh. Um What's the issue? What's going on?
2: Well, this is a saga that's been going on for many, many years. Some say as long as a hundred years. Um, how? the the third bridge over the river thames is something that is it's fairly widely acknowledged this is something that is desired in reading um and it is the the council of reading very much sees having a third bridge over the river thames um as a key part of relieving that thing we very rarely mention on this podcast traffic it's so the problem reading's is,
1: biggest secret is the traffic
2: problem is and it always has been is that the bridge Needs to be built in an area which is is distinctly not part of Reading Borough. So one part, one end of it would be in Wokingham, and Wokingham is on board with the project. Um, it would be in Thames Valley Park, which is on Wokingham's land. Wokingham is on board. That's not a problem. They're working with Reading to and Bracknell Council, I believe, to on the project. The problem is, and always has been, our friends over in Oxfordshire.
1: I've mentioned this a couple of times. I think it was two podcasts ago. I think if we all just get together and let's let's just go and take that area, take let's that, just area. go and get it. Let's
0: Should go make bridges, not war.
1: Yeah. Building. Yes. Mm. Well, you know, let's make war first, and then we can get a bridge. What? <laughs> <laughs> Annex the area for Berkshire. Okay.
0: So, so, so none of it is it actually in Reading.
2: None of it's in, in Reading. Era. No, this is the problem. But the the, the um, I'll explain the arguments in the middle in the minute, but. What has always happened with this is that Reading Reading and and its partners, whoever they've been in the past, have said, we really need this bridge. And Oxfordshire say, yeah, well, we're not going to have all your traffic. Sorry. Places like that infernal village, Sonning Common, (laughs) would apparently be um, flooded. with. If you listen to people talking there, it would be like uh, Sonning Common would become like Sonning with a traffic jam. Through, through the village the entire time. Surely that
1: would be good for anyone with a business in that area, though. Well, I don't like to comment on
2: these things.
0: I don't understand that at all because, like, the reason that the bridges that are there already are so busy are from people coming from North Reading from those areas. So does it not that's, distribute those same people across three routes rather than two?
2: Well, you know? yes. That's. that's the, the argument is. It, it, the argument has always been this, that, that traffic would suddenly start coming through South Oxfordshire, um, instead of going over the bridges in redding that are currently in Reading. And Reading say, Look, we look, there are so many people who work in Reading who live in those areas, um, but don't live in Reading mm. and Oxfordshire say, You're not dumping loads and loads of traffic into our into Henley and the villages around Henley. Um and this is where it's been always, and this is where it is now. So, at the, the council meeting last week in uh, in Oxford, in Oxford, they had a motion which every single councillor voted for, saying that the Reading plan would be rejected again. Um, it it said the uh, it, it it said the motion said they they being Reading recognised the bridge would have a substantial impact on Oxfordshire and. But to blithely state that it will de- be dealt with by unspecified and uncosted, uncosted mitigation measures.
0: Meaning what?
2: So that means in English that that Reading say yes, there will be an impact on you in traffic, but we will sort it. We will sort it out. But they haven't said how. According to this councillor in um, in Oxfordshire, who is the uh, David Bartholomew, who is the councillor for Sonning Common, funnily enough. And it's quite clear that they're not keen on this idea. And so, if if that is the case, and the reason they're not clear is because Reading haven't specified how how the traffic will be mitigated and what measures will be in, then there is hope. But this is the same thing that that has been this whole thing has been stumbling on for years and years and years and years. And one question you have to raise is whether this is impossible. Whether it's two immovable objects banging against each other and it's actually an impossible situation certainly, again, if you speak to people in Sonning Common about this, is that they they are, not only are they dead against it, they're also 100% certain it will never ever happen. So it's not something that keeps them awake at night because they, they feel it's something that cannot be solved because Oxfordshire will not move and Reading will not be able to persuade them in any way that this is an acceptable proposition. So banging he- banging heads against walls, going round in circles are all very much phrases we could be used for this particular thing. <laughs> this is which is why it's been going on for a hundred years. Yes.
1: Do you do you think it would actually solve the problem if the bridge was built?
2: Um I th- yes It would alleviate Yeah, yes. I think it would alleviate everything. It would dis well it, it would distribute more cars into more different places, I think. Um but Reading of Reading for years and years and years has been had no doubt that this is needed and it's you can see both sides you've got loads of people coming into Reading who don't live there to work those people in Sonning Common and places like that which are right on the border of Reading and Oxfordshire they don't go to work in Oxford which is 20 odd miles away from Sonning Common and places like that they go to Reading which is 6 miles so the whole the whole thing needs some sort of collaboration but there are heels being dug in, but I don't you know the argument is very strong from people there, but
0: is it solely about that that they feel there'd be more traffic or does it come down to who would pay for it
2: um i'm not sure I'm not sure the exact details of, of the funding but the, the money would come i think the money would probably have to come from the government um and yeah be, there would be bids um and the the whole project would have to be agreed on by everybody involved It's, it's
1: either way if if this did ever happen it's a long way off happening there's it's a lot of hell of a lot of processes to it's go it's a long through. way
2: off happening yeah, yeah. um with the, all the uncertainty about everything at the moment it's you know it's just it is you looking at 10 years probably at least but we'll they haven't, you know, they haven't even reached that the stage gives to say. Some
0: podcast fodder, though. Yeah. They, <laughs> for yeah. the next 10 years. Episode
2: <laughs> seventeen hundred and ninety-four. Let's talk about so Thames Bridge again. The bridge? Well, they're still arguing about it. Actually, <laughs> we'll all have flying cars by then, so yeah. it'll be fine. But yeah, there's there's no solution on the on the horizon, and so many people have tried and never got anywhere. So i'd say watch this space but it's a massive non-ending <laughs> you know it's an infinite it's an infinite amount of space um, and you have to wonder whether that is is something that's never going to get resolved
1: might as well do something else like fill out a traffic consultation and see what we can do locally
2: you might as well do that someone on our facebook page suggested that we should just focus on making Cab- the two bridges in Cavisham much wider have thought <laughs> have uh, Four lanes of traffic on <laughs> each, or six wow. lanes of the traffic problem, on like each a one. Motorway. Yeah, wow.
1: the problem is still either side with getting on and off those bridges, uh, isn't it? That's, that, that's, the issue.
2: that's true, and also that would take. <laughs> can you imagine the chaos if you just <laughs> like, well, right? We're going to shut Cavisham Bridge for eighteen months. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the thing is, if you could get over Reading Bridge a bit quicker, brilliant, but then you still hit. Yeah. Cemetery Junction. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Also, it is it is true, true that those. So you still crawl down there.
2: It is true that Cavisham Bridge isn't wide enough, and what, one of the reasons why traffic backs up there is because if there's a bus or a lorry, you have to stop <laughs> yeah. because there's traffic coming in the other direction. So it wasn't I, built for juggernauts, was it? I think it that person is like is onto parts. something. <laughs> is onto something, but it, to, to rebuild the entire bridge mm. would <laughs> would is something of a bold project, shall we say?
0: it's been done before as i covered in a podcast you did. A few weeks ago yeah I, did.
1: yeah I did thanks you uh lovely stuff and um, basically we are nowhere closer to solving anything as per that's basically our mo isn't it i think talk about it don't really solve it um time now for our interview interview with retreat landlord brian Moignard. I've come down to The Retreat on St John Street, and I'm meeting with Brian Moynard. Hello, Brian. Hello, Tom. You are the licensee of The
4: Retreat. That is correct. From my <laughs> so, <sins. yes. laughs>
1: I'm just, just saying things to you that I expect you to hopefully. Know. <laughs> um, lovely to be here. I've been here a couple of times before. This the the pub itself. It's sort of it's, it's fair to call it Backstreet Boozer. I've
4: seen it, that written down a few times. Is that a fair description? It's a fair description. It's Reading's last remaining mid terrace oh, Back Street right. Boozer.
1: So because there's um, what's the one? Uh, is it Brunswick Street on the A4? The, is that the, that, the
4: Foresters Arms, yes. which is actually on the corner, but we're actually mid. Ah. To mid- mid terrace, ah, okay. obviously right. in between the houses. It's called the hidden gem because some people drive straight past yep. it, not thinking it's still a house.
1: Ah, okay, I see. So, and obviously this this little area here is it's, it's quite special, isn't it? It's um it's, it's a conservation area. You were telling yeah.
4: me before. Yeah, it's part of the Eldon um, Square c- conservation area, um, which has been sort of. Built around between eighteen thirty four and eighteen seventy five, so all these okay. properties have been here, and the pub first opens its doors in eighteen seventy five as a beer house. In those days,
1: oh wow! So, so because I, I always sort of think of the sort of a boozer as a as a sort of uh, I don't know. It doesn't feel particularly complimentary, but that you have sort of taken that, and and that's what that's what you've gone with. With that, it, did, did, would you say the same? Or
4: oh no, definitely we are we are a great backstreet boozer, We're an old fashioned pub. Yeah, uh, we have no catering kitchens or anything. You come here to drink to chat, to meet friends, um, and obviously we have lots of live music, etc. that we do yep. regular events and community spirited things that we do, including the pickled onion competition we'll come well on that oh, world famous.
1: <laughs> yes, world famous, a certain, someone mentioned it, yep. a certain something. Yes. We'll come on to that a little bit <laughs> later on. Um, so the retreat itself, obviously, and now I don't know if it was widely known that the retreat was in danger of disappearing.
4: Um, Not so much disappearing, what actually happened, unfortunately I had an accident some many years ago and I had to have an operation on my leg. Um, While I was off sick, a toilet sign went up. Right. Because the previous um, company that were installed here decided that their market was changing and they wanted to sort of look at a different business idea. Luckily for me, three of the locals, Mark Birmingham, Di Whitaker, and Dave Gray, saw the signs going up, wanted the pub to stay as it is, and wanted me to remain here, because they were (laughs) were a bit worried that it was gonna go back to times it had been been before, between long-serving landlords of various, various people coming in and and the pub going downhill. That's the main reason they did it, but also because they're part of the community, they wanted to support the community and keep this pub being a pub. So
1: those three guys, they now, own the pub?
4: They own the lease on it. Right. Admiral Taverns are still the people that have got the building, but they've taken on the lease and then employed me to remain and, and become their slave. <laughs> <laughs> so, so
1: for you it's kind of the same
4: same old, same old, but... Uh, it is, but obviously with new blood, there's new ideas. Um, things that we're looking at doing, some subtle changes, not much, but just improving things like our wine, li- wine line yeah. lists... Um, we've gone all organic, so all of our wines are all organic. We do a lot of organic beers and ciders now, um, a couple of gluten free beers. So it sounds all
1: a little bit hipster to me,
4: Brian. Well, you know, <laughs> although, we're, although we're a traditional backstreet yeah. boozer, as yeah. we like to say, um, we like the idea of that there is a market out there. People like to try organic, and some people prefer organic. Other people, are, unfortunately for them, are in a situation where they can't drink normal yeah. beers. And they're stuck to either wine or cider. We like to provide them with a chance of buying some gluten free beers, even one from Belgium. Oh, fantastic! That's so because
1: uh, any regular listeners to to the podcast know that I do like uh, a beer or two. And in fact, at the weekend I was down helping behind the bar at Double Barrel Brewery. And I say helping behind the bar I was simply collecting glasses. <laughs> World's best glass collector is all I'll say to you, Brian. Um, <laughs> sorry, Brian just walloped the uh, the microphone. Um, so yeah, so it, it, it's obviously um, it, it's obviously a popular pub. It, it, from what I see, uh, things going on social media and stuff, people people love the retreat. And it, you've been here. I think you said five years. Yes. Um, you've obviously made a lot of friends in that time.
4: Well, that's again, which was humbling for me with this community thing takeover was because obviously I came here from London, never having been to Reading before. Right. Uh, sort of put in here to try and save the pub, which. Thankfully, I seem to have done, but the community have taken to me to me to their heart, and now think of me as being the retreat. That's that's that must be wonderful for you. It's a, it's, it's humbling. It's really humbling.
1: Um, and so obviously you mentioned some of the some of the community events that go, and you have live music here. Yes. Um, there's a, there's there's obviously quite a few spaces in Reading that do do live music. Mm. What what sort of music are we looking at if you came down to the retreat for a music night?
4: Well, it's we strictly have live music. We have no jukeboxes. We have no background music. Yep. So when we haven't got music, you, this is where you come and sit and chat. Um, formats wise, we do quite a lot. We don't really have cover bands, but we do have bands in that play covers. Yeah. Um, within their genre, majority um, we do a lot of blues. We do a lot of sort of soul. Um, also jazz. We have an amazing. Oh, wow. We have an amazing we like to call them a house jazz band but they're not (laughs) (laughs) they're they they come on the last sunday of every month and they bring us some amazing players from across the whole of the united kingdom we've had people like nigel price who was young jazz musician of the year um, and various others that they just bring into us and come and we provide it you come here you listen to it and it's free
1: Fantastic. So, and and obviously we we talked a little bit about the pickled onion eating content. Is it pickled onion eating or growing?
4: No, 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 it's a pickled onion making. Yes. (laughs) Obviously they do get eaten afterwards. Yes, I think
1: if there's a pickled onion sitting there, I think it's not going to last very long in front of me, I'm afraid. So, and obviously um, a certain famous, uh, I say world famous actress, uh, her mum and dad, uh, were, were are they still regulars? They oh
4: still? yes, um, not so much. Um, we obviously get uh, Roger. Yeah. we're talking about Kate Winslet, today. Yes, yes. Sorry, I, and, uh, I, I, I don't know why I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm skirting around.
1: We're talking about Kate Winslet. Yes,
4: yes. Oscar winner extraordinaire. Yeah, twice, three times. Yes, twice. I think. Yes, yes. And she, um, her family, have used this pub for decades. Really, um, unfortunately, sort of eighteen months, two years ago, Roger lost his wife, and obviously Kate lost yeah. lost the mum and the whole family, there was a lot more than just Kate in the family. Yeah. Uh, they, they lost their mum, and who was a regular winner of the yes. Pickled Onion competition. Uh, it it was, became famous, actually well famous, literally because when Kate Winslet won her Oscar for Titanic, part of her um, speech, an acceptance speech, was a case that she said something to the line of this has been a great week for my family <laughs> yes. because not only have I won the Oscar but more importantly my mother won the Pickled the yes. competition in the retreat in Reading.
1: I've actually managed to bring the front page with me, I've got it on my phone, um, it was the front page of the Reading Evening Post it was on uh, where when Kate Winslet made her speech and um, the headline was brilliantly, Kate Wins It, which is of course fantastic and um I think this is paraphrased, but if I just read you the quote from the front, the quote at the front doesn't mention the retreat, but uh, as I say, I think this is paraphrased from from the inside. My mum won a pickled onion competition in the local pub just before Christmas, and the Reading Evening Post sent me a picture of her holding a jar. Well, Reading Evening Post, here's your next Winslet picture, which is obviously from that that point of time. I think that was, looking at the date on that, that was uh, Monday, February 23rd, 2009. So it's some, sort of 10 years ago, really, since that, that real famous moment that the Retreat Pub hit the hit the headlines.
4: And it's still mentioned every year by people that yeah. are entering the competition or people that come in to partake in the event.
1: That's, it's, it's, it's phenomenal. I mean, so in terms of, uh, of a contest, how how do you go about entering the contest?
4: Well, basically it's a case of <laughs> the <laughs> usual things of yeah. pickling your onions for a start. Um, <laughs> then on, but we like to have them in two or three days beforehand. Yeah. We have them in here. They're obviously all we know that I get to know all the names of the people that have brought them in. I have a list of everybody's. I then select three random judges who normally volunteer, <laughs> the fools that they are. <laughs> um, we then turn around and bring them out. They um, marked A, B, C, D, etc., etc., etc. So they have no idea whose is it, Nobody knows anything except for me, um, which they then judge for you know appearance for taste for crispness um the whole the, the whole yeah. sort of style that you'd like for a, a, a great pickled onion <laughs> unfortunately some people like to put some weird ingredients in oh, them yeah. and can make them taste absolutely awful some people can our last winner um last year which was uh, joe cummins Mosley, um based hers on a gin based vinegar oh wow and they went down a storm. <laughs> So, I mean
1: gin is the thing at the moment isn't it so why not stick it on a pickle <laughs> and, and as well how many entries do you normally
4: get anywhere between a dozen to two dozen it depends on year in year out uh, but it's a. Uh, I feel sorry for the judges because they're, they're having to sit there and go yeah. through all of those and it does make you wonder at by the end of the, end yeah. of the day what taste buds that they have left Yes
1: yeah, I, I, I suspect absolutely nothing. And <laughs> um, just just out of inter- pure interest not because I think about entering one but where, when is the contest when's the next contest
4: The second of February okay so we've one. got a little while yeah okay. oh yeah it will, it will, obviously if people would like to go to our website yeah. www.theretreat.pub, there's a lot more information on there about how to enter. There's also f- social media with our Facebook pages and Instagram—not um, Instagram, sorry, Twitter—that yeah. it would be presented and yes. promoted on.
1: Fantastic. So, um, Brian, tell me about this this area a little bit because obviously, um, as we mentioned, it's it's a uh, preservation area. If I got yeah. have i, got yeah, I think Square Conservation got yes, the conservation area. Um, there's obviously a couple of pubs around here as well. You've yeah. got. I've seen it
4: called the village or yeah. the triangle. Does yeah. that? No, it's called it's called the village. It was um, Russell Mackenzie who used to the manager for Wadworth. Well, sorry, the yeah. tenant for Wadworth up at uh, the Eldon. Um, two, three years ago, we uh, about five years ago, we became good good friends, and we sort of discussing how we can best make business for both easier for both of us yeah. by sharing and promoting customers to each particular building. We then had there was a guy called Heath. We surname I can't remember who was running the Lindohurst at yeah. the time we roped him in and we formed this thing which we called the village which was named after a book a very very old book called the village in the square so we we decided to call it the village from that we then promoted each, each other's pubs we then made sure that we all had a range of car scales none of us had exactly the same car scales, yeah. so we there was a big <laughs> range which i think if i remember rightly with russell's up there and mine and the linders at the time left about 22 different ales for people to try within a five minute walk of each other which made for some interesting pub calls.
1: Yes yeah and, there, and there's certainly a few a few pubs along this I mean I've done it myself you can certainly turn this into a into a, into a half decent um, with, with some absolute quality yeah. uh, all around it so obviously there's, there's a couple of changes going on up the road and things mm. have changed a bit since yep. then the Lindhurst has, has closed and has opened again yep. were you quite relieved when that reopened?
4: Always, yeah. I mean, and I'm really looking forward to the Elden Arms, which is going to re- reopen now as a weather station, which yeah. is being owned by a wild weather brewery, doing sort of caked beers and a few cru- and a few cru- uh, a few car scales. Looking forward to them opening, because it brings a footfall over. Now, yeah. uh, us and the Lindhurst, because they're already open, have, have, have already spoken, and we do a lot of promotion, and we turn around and, again, yes. send customers there, as they try and send customers here. We're hoping, and obviously we think they would do, the wild weather brewery. They're nice guys and we're hoping that they would join into this thing for the village because we also do an annual which is now part of the Reading's Diary um, music festival and yeah. beer festival um, last year we included the Polish um, restaurants as well which was absolutely amazing we included that which we're going to try and keep into this year where we have over 20 odd bands playing over the Friday, Saturday, Sunday and the Monday afternoon of, yeah. the, of the beer festival we have copious amounts of real ales to, for <laughs> people to try. Obviously there's plenty of other drinks that are yes, available. Yeah. Um, and invite people down to come and enjoy it again, all for free. When, when's this? E- d- it's Easter weekend, every okay. Easter. So Good Friday it starts, normally around about one o'clock-ish. Here I normally finish at about three o'clock on the Panclody Monday and then one of the other pubs or the last year it was the Polish restaurant. We have a big after-party where we have another couple of bands and then all the staff and everybody go up and we just have a great time (laughs) catching up on the drinking that we haven't been able to do at least a weekend.
1: Oh, that, I mean, that, it certainly sounds like the, the kind of sort of little community area that people would really be kind of interested in in moving to. When we were sat outside, you were you were explaining to me that there's a lot of new people moving into yes, this area, which yes. is which you see as only a positive, really.
4: Yeah. No oh, definitely. Um, we've even arranged, or well, we're about to send out invitations. This is an early invitation to everybody who can hear this, <laughs> for St John's Hill, St John's Road, and St John's Street, and um, we're sending invitations to have a, a Meet the Neighbours Day, where people uh, come down for the afternoon, yes. bring their invite with them, we'll give them a free bottle, of, a free but, uh, glass of Prosecco, juices for the kids, come down, meet the neighbours, all get to chat and actually get to know each other. Because we're, we're a community, we're, yeah. we're a small area in Reading, so many people move in and out of Reading and around, but never really get the chance to talk to the neighbours, yeah. and we want to sort of get that community spirit going, where you know who your neighbours are. if you. If you need help or if you need you can, you can yeah. go and knock on somebody's door, you can offer to help other people. Yeah. And obviously we do have um, some older customers and some older residents in the area. And it's nice that we can keep an eye on them and make sure, especially in the cold months and things, those that are living on their own, that they're OK, they're safe. You know, we can knock on the door and check that they're OK. It's a good thing. It's community.
1: Thank you very much, Brian. Is there anything uh, we haven't covered that you just wanted to add just before we finish up?
4: Not that I can think of off the top of my head. It's just, please come down and come <laughs> give us a try and have a look and see what you think. Come uh, and support the retreat. Reading's last remaining Backstreet Boozer.
1: I absolutely <laughs> love that phrase. Brian, thank you very much for talking to thank me. Thank you, Tom. Cheers. Thanks, Brian. I don't know why I'm saying thanks. so You can't hear me. <laughs> you do have quite a loud um, voice. It's not no, that oh, far Yes, away. true, true. Um... What would be your USP if you ran a pub? What would you do to get the punters in?
0: What would we... Oh, okay. Well, Rich and I have these conversations quite frequently. Um, We would probably have some live music, as in, like, acoustic.
1: Okay. All the time? 24 hours?
0: uh, Yeah, 24 hours. Seven days a week. Yeah.
2: Hugh, what about you? I'd hold evening-long monologues of me reading out <laughs> interesting <laughs> aspects of the workings of Reading Borough Council. I think success. that would bring uh, the punters in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yes. Um,
0: the bonus is Hugh that they would uh, fall asleep in the pub and then wake up, still be there, yeah, and, th- get and have pint. another drink. This <laughs> is
2: true. Um, I, I don't know what do. I've never really thought about running a pub. I um, one thing I'd like to see in pubs is that. Uh, Cheap to sell that for them to sell soft drinks. we with not within an enormous markup on them, um, but uh, that's all I can think of at the time. You know, a pint of Coke's not much more expensive than a pint of beer, and there's yes, no that's tax true. on that's soft, true. very little, or no or tax. very little tax on, on uh, soft drinks.
1: Okay, now time. Well, what for would
0: you do? Seeing as you're the pub corner, sir.
1: Uh, all night karaoke.
0: Yeah, Forever. I should have guessed that. Forever. <laughs> yeah, okay.
1: Bon Jovi only. <laughs> Nothing else. <laughs>
2: okay, um, now it is time for I'm everyone's there. favourite random I question. To, I look forward to the stories and complaints about that. I'm living on a prayer at 5am. Random question
1: time. Uh, Rachel, I think it's you. Although you've switched places since last week, so I'm confused now.
3: The Random Question.
2: Have you switched places? No, you haven't no, switched places at all. So. No, but you are con- clearly confused. I am confused.
0: He's busy for once, Can I it? talk
2: about the immense tangle of wires we've got on the floor? <laughs> Next week, yes. Okay, sorry.
0: <laughs> what have we got, Rach? Right, did you go to school with anyone who's really achieved or is famous? No. Um,
1: <laughs> I know someone who did, though.
0: There's people that went to my school that are now pretty famous. Okay, that, who are they? That weren't in my year though and I didn't know them, so it's sort of a bit of a, a bit of a stab in the dark.
1: This one would have worked really well last week when we had the schools quiz.
0: Yeah. Just goes to show
1: us how random this question is.
0: I believe Natalie Dormer off of Game of Thrones. Uh, Chilternage. She's a yeah, I believe her. so. Yeah, yeah. I think she's quite a few years younger than <laughs> me. <laughs> oh, you did, like, she, oh. We probably weren't yeah. even there at the same time.
1: Hugh, you were at school at the same time as someone who's quite famous, weren't you?
2: Yes. Shout out to uh, Ricky Whittle. I'm sure he's listening. He he is an actor. He um, he He was in Dream Team, classic Sky football series. In Dream Team, and he was in Hollyoaks. He was. He was, played a character called, called Calvin Valentine in Hollyoaks, um, and now he is broken into America, and it, he is in a number of the sort of super series in America, yes. where, where they all get paid really? enormous amounts. To I uh, did. I'm, I'm flustering here, because I can't remember the name <laughs> of any of them. The 100.
1: I took a picture of a, there was, I a think. there was a Reading bus going around. I think it was a 26. It had a, on the side, it had an advert for uh, a Ricky Whittle American series with a picture of him, uh, probably shirtless, and Ian McShane of Lovejoy <laughs> <laughs> Love fame. Joy. Oh, Ricky
2: that's, Whittle. That's where. I didn't
0: hear what you said. I thought you said Ricky Will. I know Ricky, who Ricky Whittle is.
2: Yeah, <laughs> Whittle. Yeah. yeah, he was in my school. He was a bit older than I was. Um, he he was only in our school from I think he joined when he was in the sixth form. So he was only there for two years. He had a brother who was younger than him who, who, who was also in the school, who's, as far as I'm aware, not famous. <laughs> um, um, and he was just... I'll tell you, he was just so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone thought he was really cool. Um,
0: He's quite a, a handsome chap from very, what I remember.
2: Yeah, all the girls used to fancy him. Yeah. He had a... An actual genuine six-pack, as well. <laughs> Not cans of beer. He was, he had that winning combination, which is all you need when you're a, um, when you're sort of fifteen, sixteen. He was very good looking and also very good at sport as well. So mm. he ticked both boxes for po- school popularity. <laughs> to be fair to him as well, he was also a, a nice guy as well.
0: Oh, yeah. oh it's just annoying yeah. now. he? Oh. damn it. Yeah, I don't
2: know what he's like now. Um, Apart Is he from not the your fact mate on
0: Facebook
2: or? he's no. not my mate on Facebook, no, but he, he. Did
0: you ever speak to him?
2: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> did yes, did yes, he? yes. I did. I have seen him since leaving school, and he, um, I said, "Oh, hi, you probably don't remember me." And he, he thought. He thought. He looked at me and was like racking his brains, and he went, "Yeah, yeah, you." <laughs> <laughs> like I was like, "Yes, <laughs> yes, my famous friend." Yes, um, I don't know if he'd remember me now. Well, maybe he's listening.
1: Probably, probably yeah. is a from, weird, probably from Hollywood back to the local <laughs> yeah. wedding. Yeah,
2: but um there is the people who were in his year at school who are still in touch with him. Um, I know that, and so that tells you something about him as a person and his Hollywood lifestyle. Because he didn't know them very long, because he moved to the school when he was quite old. So, mm-hmm. but they're still his friends. So. That is something, and I wish him well in his career. Thanks, Hugh. That is a marvelous story. That Um, is
0: the most excited I've seen Hugh in a really long time. Also, uh,
2: he he was at my school at a different time, but I should give a shout out to former Bracknell Town manager David Tuttle, (laughs) who played for Spurs, Spurs and Sheffield United, Crystal Palace. Yeah, I know. The uh, Jonathan Boardman was another um, footballer. Who played He was briefly at Crystal Palace, but I think he's played in the lower leagues. But I should give a shout out to him as well. Cause
1: Any more shout outs? Because we really do have to go.
2: No. Okay.
1: Here's Jeremy with how you can get in touch with the show.
3: If you enjoy our prattlings about reading, and if you've come this far, we assume you must be. Please hit subscribe on your podcast app to get the latest episode every Monday morning. You can find us on Twitter at RealReadingPod. And search Facebook and Instagram for Real Reading Podcast. You can also email getRedding at reachplc.com.
0: And Hugh's got details on the Ricky Whittle Fan Club.
1: (laughs) Thanks, Jeremy. Have you had a lovely time, Rach?
0: I've had a lovely time, thank you. Hugh, have
1: you had a lovely time? Yes, I have. Oh good. You never mind. Uh, Don't forget, if you know someone who we should be speaking to on the show, please do get in touch via Facebook or Twitter. Um, Next week, we are going down to HMV Reading to chat to them about what they're up to. Which is exciting. A bit of a resurgence. Yeah, seems so. So I'll let you know more next week. Is that the one which closed and then reopened? That's the very same. Wow. Cool. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.
3: You're listening to The Real Reading Podcast.
2: You live in a society where people who go to festivals need to be told that putting their sleeping bags down the toilet is not a, not a very good idea. Did
0: you ever watch that program, uh, "Hunted" on Channel yes. Four? Yes, that Did was, was brilliant. Did you see the yes. one where yeah. the guy came out of Reading Station, yeah. and chased him all through Reading, yeah. all along the canal, and eventually caught him at the Yes, man.
4: that was brilliant.